Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Wednesday, July 31st. The summer keeps moving on, and with it, we are continuing um, to get some amazing uh, album releases, and I'm excited to talk to you about a few of those in the Dig Deeper segment today. Uh, I will be discussing BJ the Chicago Kids album, YBN Corday's album, and Chance the Rapper's album. It's uh it was it was serious last week. Last Friday, man, the, the music came in droves and there there's a few um that I need to really listen to now that I'm um, done, you know, reviewing these three albums so that I can, you know, talk more about those. I know Maxo Cream came out with a project that I only listened to the first track, but I need to dig more into that. Um, and honestly, I still really need to listen to Megan Thee Stallion's Fever album. So I got, you know, I got some some albums to like really, you know, get into more fully. Um, and I think I'll have some time to do that this week. Um, but you know what it is. This is Thinking Outside the Boombox. Um... We're going to be talking about those albums in the Dig Deeper segment, um, regular format this week. Uh, so first, let me hit you with a song of the week. So the song of the week for this week, um, you know, just to kind of um, counteract the themes that were going on in the the Chance album and in some of the albums that I'll talk about in the Dig Deeper segment, um you know, Chance was talking about, you know, he had a song on there where he was hyping up the fact that he's not single anymore. 
Um, so to counteract that, I wanted to make the song of the week a song that dropped uh, the same day that was a different sentiment, and that was by Big Sean. It's called Single Again. Um, this, this song is really, really dope. Um, it basically is Sean um, talking about, you know, how he, you know, is single now and, you know, he did it so that he could focus on himself so he could learn to love himself, um, before, you know, um, you know, getting with someone else. And, you know, off first glance, like in the first verse, you may think like, oh, he's kind of, all right, I guess maybe him and Janae aren't as cool. And then Janae's vocals hit in the song and you're like, oh, Oh, okay. It's just that Big Sean and Janae Aiko have the most mature relationship in the history of mankind. <laughs> like they they broke up. Um, she made the song. Um, oh, I can't even think of uh, triggered the triggered freestyle. She she made the triggered freestyle. He's got single again. Um, they were both, you know very supportive of each other and they're both friends even after they've broken up and made songs you know about each other and you know he got her on the hook and not to mention Ty or he got her in the background and not to mention Ty Dolla Sign is also on the song um so it was a dope song it's a form of it's a like form and style of music that Big Sean makes um that I really like you know he dropped another song last week called Overtime which is kind of kind of different from this song it's more like Sean like yo bars 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 and this one is you know more reflective Sean where he's um you know reflecting on his past and his mistakes and kind of looking forward uh to the future and what makes the song even greater all of that was great um on its own but the sample that he uses is I Wish by Carl Thomas. Um, and that song by itself is a dope song. It's uh, one of my favorite songs by Carl Thomas. Um, and maybe one of my favorite R&B songs in general. Every time I hear it, I'm like, yo, this is this is, this is is real R&B right here. Um, and, you know, the fact that he sampled this song, you know, may contribute um to the fact that people you know thought that he might be shading Janaeiko because the original song by Carl Thomas like the hook is he's like I wish I never met her at all even though I love her so she got love for me but she still belongs to uh someone else um so you know maybe people were trying to read into you know what the sampled song says but I mean either way Janaeiko and Big Sean are cool and this is one of uh Sean's best songs in a long time. So the song of the week is Single Again by Big Sean featuring Janae Aiko and Ty Dolla Sign. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Press Play segment. Welcome to the Press Play segment. If you have not been here before, let me explain how this works. The press play segment is separated into three parts. The first, things you should check out. That's where I let you know about new uh, music videos, new performances, new songs, things that you definitely, definitely need to let your ears absorb. Um, The second segment is the rumor mill and announcement. These are, you know, announcements by artists or even uh, announcements by artists that haven't been verified yet. Things, you know, that are floating around, you know, the hip hop and R&B rumor mill, um, you know, things that 
Um, if I didn't let you know about it and they actually did come to pass, you'll be you'll be salty that you didn't hear it here first on thinking outside the boombox. So, you know, I let you know that information while also, you know, making it clear that, you know, this isn't this isn't a hundred, but you know, we're gonna keep tabs on it. And then finally the upcoming and recently released albums uh section, and this is um albums that have come out within the past two weeks. Or albums that are coming out within the next month that I think you need to keep on your radar and make sure that you listen to. Everything that I talk about in the Press Play segment can be found on the podcast newsletter. You can get that in two ways. Both of those ways require you to go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. First way, on the right-hand side, you'll see an email, a box where you can put your email address. You put that in, you hit Submit. Um, Whenever an episode is released, you will get the podcast newsletter in your email inbox uh, that day. Uh, If you don't want, you know, the email, you can go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, hit the newsletter tab. All of the podcast newsletters are there. And these will feature, you know, all the links um, to everything I talk about in the press play segment. So, you know, if you... If you listen to podcasts in more of an interactive way and you want to like watch the music video after I mention it and pause the podcast, come back to it, do you. It's all there for you. Um, it'll also feature you know information from the Dig Deeper segment. So, for instance, when I'm talking about the albums in the Dig Deeper segment, the newsletter will have links to those albums so you can you know, immediately go add that to your collection if you don't have it. Uh, it'll also have the song of the week and stuff like that. So let's jump into the things that you should check out. First up this week, XXL. The freshman list um, was released um, a few weeks back, and now they're getting into the cipher. So they usually split the 10 or 11 artists up into three um, ciphers where, you know, there's a DJ with a beat and they all come with some written verses. Some of them freestyle. I don't I don't know what the, the protocol is nowadays. Um, and they all freestyle over the beat. So all three of those were released um, last week. Um, the first was, um, I'm going to call this the DaBaby Cypher because, you know, once you watch it, he's he's the one that you want to pay attention to. But it was DaBaby, Lil Mosey, YK Osiris, Megan Thee Stallion. Um, now, I'll say just for me, I'd only heard of three out of four of these. I didn't know who Lil Mosey was. And after hearing this freestyle, I don't think I want to know who Lil Mosey is. It was trash. So trash that after... Um, all the backlash and in general he tweeted out that he knew his freestyle was trash because he doesn't really freestyle like that and all of that whatever so he starts off the video so I can promise you that the video will only get better Um, YK Osiris is the dude that made the song worth it you may find it in your Spotify and Apple Music playlist I kind of like the song but that's the only song I know by him of course there's Megan Thee Stallion is Hot Girl Summer and she is is having her moment right now and then there's DaBaby who, you know, had his hit song, Suge, um, kind of blow up, get a lot of play um, this year. But he was also featured um, in, uh, you know, critically, not critically acclaimed, but like respected for what he did on the Dreamville album. And then he's been making, you know, popping up here and there since then. But um, baby he went last and he killed it. Megan Thee Stallion also killed it. YK Osiris kind of like rap sung his way off key. Um, but Megan had a dope, um, verse. It's just that she didn't get as many bars as the baby did. The baby damn near did a whole song. So you definitely want to check out that, um, cypher. The next one was YBN Corday, Rico Nasty, and Blueface. Um, 
I think Rico Nasty and Corday both did their thing. Like, I think, you know, they did it in different ways. Corday came with some, like, super lyrical, like, wordplay stuff. Rico had the serious energy. And then Blueface kind of did what he does best and rapped off beat to the beat with bars that weren't super exciting stuff like um if i'm a kim possible to play with my rufus like like why, why did he even show up he should have pulled a gunner and just not showed up to the cyphers gunner was one of the freshmen and he just hasn't participated in anything but like the freshman show that they did in new york he didn't do a freestyle and he didn't come to the cypher because he wasn't getting paid for it so whatever um but definitely check out this one i think this was maybe the best cypher out of the three um Corday and Rico Nasty definitely killed it and then the last cypher was Tierra Wack, Comethazine, and Roddy Rich. um Comethazine seems like a serial killer there's something wrong with that dude his bars weren't exciting they were menacing and just not good um Roddy Rich was was actually pretty decent um he's I've heard of him because Racks in the Middle, which is a song that Nipsey, one of the last songs Nipsey put out um, before he passed. Roddy Rich is the one that sings the hook in that. And he's also got another song that he, he does the hook for that got pretty popular. Um, his part of the cypher was dope. Tierra Whack, though, she stole the show. She dropped the beat, went acapella, and had some serious bars for that ass. Like, it was it was dope. So check out all the cyphers. There's definitely enough like great performances in there for it to be worthwhile. Um, speaking of YBN Corday, he had his TV debut when he performed on Jimmy Fallon with Anderson Pac. He performed uh, the latest single to his album, The Lost Boy, uh, R&P, which stands for Rich Nigga Problems. Um, it's a very, very energetic um, performance and it, it feels like a like an old school 90s performance the way, you know, the song itself is like that. Um, with them like finishing each other's bars and playing off of each other's um, lyrics, but the way they performed it just really uh, uh, what's the word? It really um, magnified that effect. Um, so you'll definitely want to check that out. Um, like I mentioned in the song of the week, Big Sean released two new songs. One is "Single Again," the one that I played for the song of the week, and then another was "Overtime," which is one that he teased. Um, a little bit ago and it's you know it's it's sean getting those bars off so definitely check both of those out he released the single again music video which is dope it has a very interesting um take it's basically um big sean in the story of the music video um is um uh, being accused of cheating and it seems they're treating it as if he's like going to jail for cheating and there are people who think he's innocent people who think he's guilty and it kind of affects the the life of the two characters in the video um who are on both sides of that argument but who all got the information from social media it's a it's clearly a a, a social critique and a social commentary um but it's a dope video it is so check that out um Bryson Tiller has a new song called Blame. I think we're going to get the Serenity album. Um, it's it's only July, well, August at this point. So I, I still think there's a, a chance that we're getting that Serenity album. You know, he dropped this new song. It's it's not super different from stuff we've heard on True to Self, um, his last album. But I think that, you know, I think that there there's more from Bryson Tiller with how seriously he took the critiques he got from True to Self because it wasn't Trap Soul. 
um, or or close to it, I think I think he's gonna come with some heat. So we'll see when Serenity drops. But you can enjoy this uh, Bryson Tiller song for now. Um, few music videos dropped. Giannis music video, the song by Freddie Gibbs and Madlib dropped. It had a nice little gangster type storyline to it, featuring Freddie Gibbs on a jet ski, just you know rapping you know bars like he is known to do. Um, the No Guidance music video was one of the compelling videos of the week. You know, Drake and Chris Brown. Um, there was some comedy to it. They, you know, they did their typical music video stuff. They're in the club, you know, performing the lyrics. Chris Brown did what he does. He's got choreographed dances and he's killing it. But then it, it breaks down into like a, a sketch where it's basically Drake and Chris Brown, like, dance battling it out. Um, well, Chris Brown dances and Drake... Um, does some hilarious things, so I'll let you watch that. But it's a hilarious video, and I think it, it made the song even better um, than it is. Um, Tempo. Lizzo dropped the music video for Tempo. Missy Elliott was in it. It's it's an affair. There's a lot of twerking. There's a lot of dancing. There's a lot of fly girls in it. It is, it is an amazing video, and you can just tell that they had a great time uh, filming that on set. Um, I'm super happy for Lizzo. She's having an incredible year, one that she truly deserves. So definitely check out the tempo music video. Um, Travis Scott dropped off a music video for Wake Up off of Astro World. Um, the video is not super exciting, but the fact that Jonah Hill directed it kind of makes me like watch it and just like be a little intrigued as to how that connect um happened but yeah so the wake up music video happened um a few freestyles freddie gibbs he's you know bandana came out and so he's doing that promo circuit and so he was i don't remember what radio station but he was at a radio station he had his son in his lap and he he kicked a freestyle while his son was looking completely unbothered um so that was dope uh there was a video i think jimmy kimmel did it um, no, I think it was genius. Actually, it's it's a thing that Jimmy Kimmel would do, but it was genius. So they were walking around the streets and like talking about how the people that Young Thug has inspired, um, because of you know his sound, his signature sound. And so they played a bunch of people who sound like Young Thug and some Young Thug clips, and were like basically asking people, "Is this Young Thug or not?" And most of them got it wrong. It was very interesting to see. You know, how many artists I hadn't even heard of that definitely did sound exactly like Young Thug. So that was a cool video to watch. Um, And then finally, and the things you should check out, Tyler, the creator. So Tyler, the creator went on Funk Flex um, and had an interview, a very interesting, awkward, but hilarious interview for like over an hour. And um, he decided to give Funk uh, some freestyle bars. Um, he said he wasn't, you know, prepared, but he was going to do it because Flex was, you know, trying to get him to. Um, and what resulted was Tyler trolling Flex for like the entire freestyle. Although he did kick some dope bars during. Free rock him, free rock him. I might fly to Sweden to free him. Okay, I'm freestyle. I said, free rock him, free rock him. I might fly to Sweden to free him. Braid my wig, ASAP tap on my ribs, switch with him. Then I can fuck all the sweet men that I wanna. Actually, I'm gonna heat it up real quick, motherfucker. I'm LeBron. Listen, Flex, we just met, but I know it don't seem like all Kelly wet dreams. I always keep 16s, nigga. 
me and Flex looking in the index for buff net niggas just for some hot butt sex. Mm. What? What made you go with that verse? I don't. What, what made you with that verse? I got a little cousin. When I die, he'll probably take my estate. I always tell him being self and always strive to be great. Mm. No. Hmm. My mama Adela, her son crack, nigga. What's that, nigga? Facts, nigga. Hmm. Why when they mention black businesses, they never mention me, dog? I don't know. Please see me. Cause if they talkin' M's, golf did 17 and 18, motherfucker. And that's just one season, huh? Stocks that I own. How much stocks do I own? All of it, the whole bird. That's my broth in the bowl, nigga. What's hilarious about that freestyle is that at the point where he talked about flexing him looking through indexes for butt sex um, he stared flex directly in the face after he said it as he was just bobbing his head waiting to go into his next line he completely was you know just ready to troll flex um um because you know flex is you know an old head for sure um who hasn't completely said positive things about Tyler in the past and it's probably homophobic um so he wanted to troll him but at the same time he came with some serious bars throughout this kind of like uh stream of consciousness freestyle that he did like it, he he didn't write any of this it it clearly came off the top of the dome and if you keep watching um you can definitely um you can definitely tell that um yeah, so definitely check that freestyle out. It starts at about the hour and 21 minute mark. Um, I'll make sure that's evident in the newsletter. Uh, rumor mill and announcements. Um, first off, Meek Mill announced um, the partnership with his Dream Chasers label with Rock Nation. Personally, I already thought that Dream Chasers was a label, but apparently they weren't. And now it's official. Like uh, Dream Chasers is its own imprint under the Rock Nation label, so he can, you know, get some artists, sign them, and have basically his his own Dreamville of sorts. So I'll be interested. It's it's been great to see what Meek has done business wise and you know career wise since he got out of jail, um, and I'm excited to see um, where his label goes and you know what you know, what type of artist he signs. So congratulations to him. Um, Playboy Cardi announced that his album, Whole Lot of Red, uh, he's going to drop it in the next 60 days and that it won't have any features. Um, I'm not super excited about that because I'm not the biggest fan of Playboy Cardi, but I will say when he dropped his album uh, last year, I think it was, I think it was Die Lit was the name of the album, or maybe that was the name of the song. I don't know. Um, when he dropped that project, I thought some of the best parts of that project were the way he played off of his features and the way they played off of him and the way they kind of, you know, wrapped in his style. So I don't know if an album of just him is going to really do it for me, but, you know, I'll keep you posted on that. Um, Woodstock 50, the 50th anniversary of Woodstock that, you know, is supposed to be like a bene- uh, be like a concert in honor of that. They ran into a lot of troubles with investors. Seems like maybe it was about to be a fire fest. The lineup is not really confirmed. And now they're saying it's going to be a benefit concert, that they're accepting donations, but it's going to be free of charge. And also that they're moving it, I think, to Columbia, Maryland. So I would stay as far away from this, even though it is free. 
um, if people were planning on going. It just doesn't seem like they have it together. And I'm not about to, you know, be surrounded by a bunch of people at a festival that isn't um, properly uh, planned. You know what I mean? So, but, you know, if you want a free concert, head up to Columbia, Maryland, and maybe maybe the people who are supposed to be performing will actually still be there. Um, SZA announced that, you know, she got a little project that she'll probably drop before her next album just because... You know, she wants, you know, something to hold people over before she drops a full length. So no idea, you know, how many songs or any of that. But SZA has something coming. It's just something to keep in mind. Um, And then finally, Lil Nas X is being sued um, for $25 million, him and Sony actually, for his song from 2018 called Carry On. Um, apparently, um, they're suing because they said that the song utilizes like portions of a song by Bobby Caldwell of the same name called Carry On and that they think that it was malicious intent for them to, you know, take it without uh, getting it cleared. So um, if this is true, Sony going to have to figure that out. But, you know, hopefully it doesn't, you know, severely impact what Lil Nas X is going on. You know, they just announced that uh, Old Town Road, is the longest charting song on the Hot 100 chart. I think it's at 17 weeks now. It just passed like uh, Mariah Carey's song and all of that. And I think a Boyz II Men song or something like that. So yeah, homie is doing it. Homie is doing it. So I hope that success continues and it's not impeded by this lawsuit. Um, upcoming and recently released albums this past Friday, like I mentioned, BJ the Chicago Kid dropped off his album 1123. Chance the Rapper dropped off his debut album, The Big Day, and YBN Corday dropped off his debut album, The Lost Boy. We're going to talk about all three of those in the Dig Deeper segment. Um, Rick Ross um, is dropping off Port of Miami 2 on August 9th. He dropped off a new single, Gold Roses, featuring Drake last week. I think it's kind of dope. Um, Jadena coming back to the limelight, um, dropping off a project called 85 to Africa on August 23rd. And August 30th, Common is dropping off his album, Let Love. Um, he's also dropping a book of the same or similar title, I think, as well. So, um, yeah, August 30th, new Common album. I'm excited for that. Um, you know, Common can be kind of one note at times, but, you know, when he's dialed in, he's definitely still one of the best rappers on the planet. And that's that's facts. So. All of those albums are coming. Um, that is it for the press play segment. After a short break, excuse me. After a short break, I'll be right back with the dig deeper segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Dig Deeper segment. Welcome to the Dig Deeper segment. As I mentioned at the top of the podcast, um, in this Dig Deeper segment for this week, I wanted to talk about BJ the Chicago Kids 1123 album, YB and Corday's The Lost Boy album, and Chance the Rapper's 
uh, the Big Day album. All of them dropped last Friday. It has been a, a busy week for me to make sure I give all of the the albums equal time and enough listen so that I, you know, can be all right with myself, you know, critiquing it and, you know, talking about it. You know, I don't like to give albums one listen and then like try and definitively say anything about it on the podcast. Um, so, you know, I, you know, this is all I've been listening to is these three albums, you know, with like single again by Big Sean coming in every now and then in between there. But for the most part, these three albums has been my entire week. That's just, it's just how it's been. Um, and I'm, and I'm excited about that because they're all three of them are, are great albums. Um, and I wanted to talk about these three, you know, partly because two of them are Chicago artists like BJ Chicago Kid and Chance. Um, shout out to Shy Town um, and the musical artist that, you know, we put out into the world. Um, so partly because of that, but mainly because they're the best albums that were released last week. And because there's a theme that I think seems to connect all of them. And that's nostalgia. So, you know, I'll get to that within each album. But I think that um, that's a theme that's very prevalent in all three of these um, these works and also in all three of these artists like previous works. So I want to start with BJ the Chicago Kid. Um, I remember when I first heard BJ the Chicago Kid, um, when he dropped Pineapple Now Laters in 2012, um, it was at a time where I was really yearning for more traditional R&B that adhered to that old school style. Um, and he definitely did that. With songs like uh, Good Love, Good Lovin', His Pain, you know, they became some of my favorite songs at the time. And shortly after that, he signed to Motown Records, and it seemed like a, you know, like a quote-unquote sign that I could count on BJ to keep releasing good R&B music. Now, with the release of his third studio album, his second major label album, um, and what I mean by that, so like... Technically, he's released three albums. Pineapple Now Laters was an album. Uh, In My Mind was an album. And 1123 is an album. But it's his second major label album because Pineapple Now Laters was independent. He signed to Motown after that. And then In My Mind was on Motown and so was 1123. So this is his second like, major label album, which you know people kind of like to differentiate between debut major label albums as if, you know, like something you know, different is going to happen um, with your music once you're on a label. And that, and that's true um, for most people. You know, sometimes they get a little bit more commercial and things like that, but it, it generally doesn't matter. So, you know, I wanted to make sure that this release didn't get lost in the shuffle, especially with the anticipation and the discussion around the potential of YBN Corday in his debut and also the hype behind Chance's first official album. I didn't want 1123 to get lost, you know, in the shuffle because it is a great project. Um, his last album, in my mind, earned him three Grammy nominations and he's already got four to his name. Um, it's clear that he's got the respect of artists in the game as he was invited to the Dreamville sessions. He's worked with Schoolboy Q, Solange, Kendrick, Jadakiss, Common, and that's just to name a few. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like his music has broken the mainstream yet. But it definitely deserves to. And his latest album, 1123, I think is a prime example of that. 1123 is his birthday, but also if you look at the album cover, the way the two ones 
are overlaid onto the two and the three. It looks like an R and a B, which I thought was really clever. Um, and little details like that show how devoted BJ is to the genre of R&B. And I mean that in the traditional sense. Like BJ's parents were choir directors. He sung back up for Mary Mary. He's written for Shirley Caesar, Layla Hathaway. You can hear the gospel influences in his music. And those influences emerge in the form of R&B in a more traditional sense. He's not a trap soul artist like Bryson Tiller or Trap and B, as I call it. His music contains more soft melodies lyrics about love and relationships and soulful instrumentation. Um, And I think that this album shows him at his most versatile. You know, he's got a song play his ball with Rick Ross. He's got the song reach with Afrojack and he's got back it up with Eric Bellinger. You know, all three of those songs represent different styles that BJ is very adept at, especially the joint with Afrojack, who is a Dutch electronic producer. Um, But the songs don't sound any less authentic. Um, But the songs that are more traditional R&B leaning are where I think uh, BJ the Chicago Kid shines the brightest. Rather Be With You and Time Today are both songs that remind me of how I felt when I first heard some of Music Soul Child or Raheem Devon's music. The passion with which he belts out these lyrics is palpable. The instrumentation of the songs as well as the song arrangements kind of transport you to a time when R&B was simpler, less complex instrumentation and more focused on vocal performances. Um, He also performed a cover slash response of Close, which Ella May featured on her debut album. Um, And it's an amazing interpretation. But there's also those moments when his music leans into those hip hop influences that are a recipe for success. Get Away and Feel the Vibe are both songs that allow BJ's album features like Jid, Buddy, and Anderson Pac to lend their talents to make the album even better. You know, BJ isn't the star on either of those songs, but they also wouldn't be the same without him. They're both solid collaborations. And as a thought, I would venture a guess that Get Away is a song that surfaced from the Dreamville session since BJ, Jid... And Buddy were all there. And, you know, we didn't really hear BJ Chicago Kid on the final Revenge of the Dreamers 3 project. So it's possible that Getaway came from those sessions and it's a dope song. Um, Personally, I think that BJ's gospel influences and leaning towards traditional R&B structure give this album a nostalgic feel. You know, it's not a new sentiment. Songs like Church, Heart Crush, Woman's World from his In My Mind album produce the exact same feelings. But it's a theme that makes his music connect with the listener, you know, um, nostalgic, not just for what he's talking about, but for, you know, an older style of R&B. He has a great voice, and I think his vocal performances have improved from where he was in 2012. His production is better and the songs are sharper. And I think whether he becomes successful in the mainstream will remain dependent on how traditional R&B is received nowadays. Um, But if he continues being this consistent, you know, I think he'll definitely remain critically acclaimed because, you know, all of his albums, you know, have been received really well by like the critics um, and the people that review music. So I was very excited about that. My favorite songs from the album, definitely Time Today, Getaway, um back it up uh what else close rather be with you the entire album is great it's 13 songs it's a 49 minute listen um the entire album is good definitely check out bj the chicago kids 1123 
So let's discuss The Lost Boy by YBN Cordae. Um, I'm very glad that I was able to deliver the YBN Cordae Spotlight episode before he dropped his debut album, you know, just in time to provide some expectations for his first project, um, his first, you know, major label project. Although I will say if you came into The Lost Boy completely green with no expectations, what a ride that must have been, because, you know, I think that's one of the more satisfying ways to discover music. Um, It's how I felt when I heard Boogie's album from earlier this year. Um, With that being said, his debut was quite refreshing, you know, so much that it officially, you know, in the tally got more plays for me in the past few days than Chance's album did. Um, Nostalgia was a theme that prevailed in this album for me as well. You know, Corday is 21 years old, so he was officially a 90s baby and a well-read and a well-cultured one at that. So there are many references in this album that are relatable and relevant for my generation. You know, this album felt fresh to me while also taking me back and reminding me of the first time I heard Chance on 10 Day or the first time I heard Big Sean rap. Um... Anyone who spent a lot of time in church as a kid or who has a religious grandmother can appreciate the two skits on the album, one where Corday and a choir harmonize and sing part of the chorus to his single Have Mercy as if they were at choir rehearsal midweek, and the other where he features his grandmother to help him in a choir that features Masego and Sir from TDE sing Trouble In My Way. You know, not to mention that both of these skits are reminiscent of Kanye's early skits on the college dropout. Like, Corday is clearly a student of the game. Um, the imagery and storytelling of Thanksgiving really evoked the feelings and memories of that holiday. The On My Block Scarface sample in Bad Idea. The This Can't Be Life sample in We Gonna Make It. You know, R&P with Anderson Pock sounds like it was made in the 90s with the way that stutter step beat the vocal samples and the synths create that vibe and especially how Pac and Corday play off of each other's verses and cadences and you know we can thank Cole for playing a big part in that since he produced that song the the album is incredibly cohesive the transition from broke as fuck to thousand words stands out especially the beat switch on broke as fuck how hard that beat is and how he uses it to discuss how he's turning trauma into triumph meek mills hook over that jay-z sample the incredible intro which features some writing and incredible saxophone playing from terrace martin the way family matters sounds like a beat that could have been made in 0304 and how it sounds like kanye was involved even though he wasn't there is so much to like about this album. You know, lyrically, Corday was fresh, he was clever, and he was sharp. His flow and cadences on Broke as Fuck and Have Mercy were jarring. His wordplay was effective and intentional. He got some incredible production led by Bongo, by the way, and Kid Culture, who, you know, did most of the producing for the entire album. On You know, his first album, he managed to begin to tell his story and introduce himself to the world and also distinguished himself from the rest of the pack while also making a project that was very relevant and fresh. But it also has something for every type of hip hop enthusiast. You know, Corday seems like an old soul at such a young age, willing to reflect on his generation. And, you know, I think the artist that showed up for him on his album show this amount of support he has in the investment and belief in his potential. You know, Chance the Rapper, Anderson Pac, Ty Dolla Sign, Meek Mill, Pusha T, Quincy Jones even did vocals on the intro and on the song Been Around. 
you know, I'd be surprised if his group members, Namir and Almighty J and YBN, get features of that caliber on their debuts. Um, Corday is my best new artist nominee, and this album is easily in my top five for the year already. You know, he's just getting started and he's got a serious leg up on his competitors. He's still finding his voice, and I think that this album just earned him a lot more ears to keep on listening to what he has to say. Um, favorite songs, definitely R&P, the intro, Wintertime, um, Broke as Fuck, Bad Idea, Nightmares Are Real, We Gonna Make It, another dope project where, you know, it's hard to find, you know, much to to say bad things about. 15 songs, 45 minutes, you know, it's, this is a dope project, so go check that out. Um... And so finally, let's discuss Chance the Rapper's debut album, The Big Day. Um, It is his debut because 10 Day, Acid Rap, and Coloring Book um, were considered mixtapes. You know, they weren't for sale. Say what you will about the fact that Apple gave him money to like have it exclusive for two weeks on their platform. He didn't sell the albums. Um... So, and, and, you know, and after that two weeks, the album was taken down and all of that. So, and you couldn't really, you know, find it. So, despite all of that, you know, this is his debut album. He is considering it an album, which is something that we were a little confused about around the coloring book time period around 2016. So, after discussing how BJ's Chicago Kid and Corday's albums were nostalgic and how they use nostalgia to connect to their listeners, it's time to discuss the king of nostalgic projects, and that's Chance the Rapper. Chance has used nostalgia to connect with his fans and listeners since day one. Whether that was intentional or just a byproduct of him telling his story, I'm unsure about. But if you look at 10 Day, a project about getting suspended from school and using those 10 days to craft this project, songs like Missing You and Nostalgia, reflecting on lost friends and old times, Prom Night, Family, and Juke Juke taking us back to those moments in high school and in our teenage years. Sampling and interpolating beats by Dead Prez, Pete Rock, the Isley Brothers. You know, reflection and reminiscing was key. You know, songs like Everything's Good and Cocoa Butter Kisses on Acid Rap. Songs like Summer Friends. Um, the gospel influences on how great and blessings Kirk Franklin's influence and contributions all on coloring book chance uses his music to discuss his own nostalgia, but also uses his music to kindle nostalgia in us, whether that be through timeless references or callbacks or even musical samples and interpolations. So now he's released his debut album, the big day an album centered around his wedding to his wife and looking forward to the future But some things never change. You know, this album has such a good vibe because of Chance's positivity, but also because of all the nostalgic elements present on this album. Do You Remember is the summer friends of this album. He's got John Witherspoon, Keith David, Jack A. Harry and Cree Summers, who played uh, Susie Carmichael from the Rugrats. Um, You know, he's got her playing Susie Carmichael and all of them in his skits. You know, he's got Kiki Sheard and In Vogue providing background vocals on I Got You Always and Forever. He's got SWV providing vocals on Found a Good One Single No More. He's got a flip of It's Possible from Cinderella with Brandy on his outro. He sampled Brandy's debut single, I Want to Be Down on Ballin' Flossin'. 
and numerous references to things like Doug, Big Comfy Couch, The Proud Family, Good Burger, and more. It's it's definitely a key theme in Chance's projects, and it's one of the reasons he's one of my favorite artists. You know, he makes this music for my generation. He wants to give us music that will hopefully stand the test of time and be reflective of our childhood and of our lives. Um, musically, this album is very fun with Chance incorporating many elements that will keep this album playing all summer off the instrumentation alone. I was happy to see that Kanye wasn't listed in the credits of this album because while the titular track, The Big Day, definitely seemed heavily influenced by Kanye with those Yeezus screams, um, it doesn't look like Kanye produced or wrote anything on this album, um, which is kind of weird because Chance and Kanye definitely told us a while back and told like people in front, like in front of a crowd, like live, they told people um, that Kanye was going to be working on Chance's album with him and that it was going to be called a good ass job. But I'm glad he didn't because the social experiment, Nico, Sticks, Peter Cottontail, Nate Fox, they were all present in some form on almost every song and they added their signature sound to this album. And his friendship and relationship with Francis from Francis and the Lights also heavily worked its way into the album musically just as much as it did in Coloring Book. Um, Ari Lennox, Kiki Sheard, and In Vogue combined with Chance on I Got You to make a song that sounds like it could have been an extension of the living single theme song. It's so 90s, I couldn't even believe it. You know, that song, along with uh, I Found a Good One, are two of the biggest bops on the album. The instrumentation on Eternal is incredible. Chance and Smino use some laid back flows and cadences to bring that song to life. Hot Shower seems like the latest um, extension of groceries that provides more music to hit the woe to and Made in Tokyo and DaBaby deliver some really dope verses. Um, and that song is definitely receiving the most playback for certain. Um, Five Year Plan is the inspirational chance you know would be all over this album that you knew would be all over this album and even features Randy Newman, who has done the score for many Disney films, like including like Toy Story and stuff like that. And I'm definitely fucking with Chance's vocals on top of the hill. Like, that's one of my favorite songs off the album. Um, Lyrically, Chance is playful on this album. These aren't his most intricate bars, but he has his moments. Um, His corniest bars are harder to ignore. I will say that. Like, Get a Bag is, it's catchy and it's been stuck in my head, but it's not lyricism at its highest form. Um, The most memorable moments stem from when Chance is in storyteller mode, especially like on We Go High when he alludes to his own infidelity that caused him and his then baby mama to take a break in the first place. Um, There were some songs I didn't really connect with or like. I thought the entire Rue song seemed really rushed, especially Taylor's verse. I could have done without Let's Go on the Run or Slide Around. Um, It would have been nice to hear Chance take his lyricism to another level or even rap over some beats that weren't so heavily social experiment. You know, like, can you imagine Chance like really rapping, going hard over like a T minus or a Boy Wonder beat or even take Heath? Like lyrically, a lot of his featured guests outrapped him on his own songs. DaBaby, Megan Thee Stallion, even his brother Taylor, to be honest. Um, I could also see how listeners who don't completely relate to his married life wholesome bars could feel a little alienated by this album. Although personally, I don't know how you correct for that when you're striving to keep it real and rap about your experiences. Um, The most impressive thing about this album is how true to form and true to self Chance has remained. 
Chance has gotten a lot of undeserved undeserved criticism in the past few years because of his positive image and how gospel-influenced his music is. People want more acid rap as if artists aren't expected to grow and their music to grow with them. Um, Chance knows these criticism. He's as tuned into the culture and social media as we are. Um, but he stayed himself on this album. Multiple references to his relationship with God and religion. Multiple references to how happy he is to be married and how happy he is with his wife. Chance is one of the realest and most relatable rappers in the game. It, you know, it seems that many listeners think their definitions of real are the only ways you can be quote unquote real. You know, it's admirable that the concept of this album is based around his wedding and that the skits take place with the characters at a wedding. That he made a juke and dance song about no longer being single. It's amazing to hear how much he talks about his wife and their relationship. Um, and for an album that centers around him and his wife, it's nice that the album was mostly self-contained and didn't attempt too much holistic discussion. Um, it's a mature album and one that definitely transitions well from his mixtapes. You know, it's easy to see a clear progression there. I think if any listeners uh, who don't appreciate Wholesome Chance, you know, there's definitely enough bangers and bops on here to now that's an album title right there bangers and bops somebody needs to do that um there's enough of that on here to keep them satisfied like hot shower i got you big fish handsome even the house influence influences on ball and flossing um you know in the end i think while there are some missteps on this album i think there are a lot of songs that will remain in our playlist all year and whether he lived up to the high expectations of this album will probably be debated all year long. Um, but personally, you know, I did think the album, you know, was a little long, um, but I, I, I did enjoy it. You know, when I when I do get to the end, um, I'm satisfied with what I with what I heard. I don't think it's it's it sticks to you as quickly and as much as Coloring Book did. Um but I do think it is a good project. I think there is room to grow. Um, but I am pleased with what he gave us. Um, yeah, so that is um, The Big Day by Chance the Rapper. And, you know, kind of the way that nostalgia, you know, was prevalent in all three of those albums. You know, nostalgia, I like nostalgia in albums, especially, I guess, when I can relate to this nostalgia because... That's how you can relate to the artist and that makes you like the album more. You know, one of the earliest episodes I did of this podcast, I don't remember what number, maybe like the eighth or ninth or something, maybe later, was called um, Memories. And it was just me talking about how music is so attached to memories. There are some songs, some albums that we like, you know, not completely because of the music, but because of the memories that were attached to them, like where we were when we heard them, what we were going through when we heard these albums. And when you can have nostalgic um, pieces of your music, it makes it real easy to connect um, to different songs, to different albums. And so that's why, you know, it was easy for these albums to really connect with the listener. And I definitely connected with all three of them. Um, so yeah, that is it for the dig deeper segment this week. That is it for the podcast this week. I thank you all um, for listening. Um, you already know what it is. This is thinking outside the boom box. Um, subscribe, rate, review the podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, we all over the place. 
um, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, we everywhere. Um, but most importantly, tell your friends, you know, let your friends know that there's, you know, a podcast out, out there, you know, giving you all the news, all the information you need to know. Um, this is Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip hop and R&B news. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.